Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. We are the boys again this week, second episode in the week. Um, last episode was a little dated, so we wanted to get another one out because there's a lot going on this weekend. Um, for some reason... Every triathlete in the world has decided that they're now going to race into November and December, and these are the most competitive races of the year. So while all of us are racing next weekend, I'm doing Ironman Florida. Jack and Nick are going down to uh, um, Mexico to race and smoke some weed. So (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to go down to Mexico for that anymore, Garrick. No, that's true. That's true. Times have changed. It's even legal. It's legal where you live now, Garrick. That is true. It is not legal where you live. Nope. Can't even buy full fledged alcohol at a grocery store. Nope. But yeah. I don't condone. I don't condone any drugs, whether it's marijuana, alcohol, or meth. I'm not into <laughs> any of it. So <laughs> I just, pre- I just prefer to dose myself with heavy bits of abuse, personal sadomasochism on the bike or run or whatever just beat myself that's what i'm addicted to aren't we all yeah <laughs> um so yes garrick doing an iron man may or may not have a knee injury what <clears throat> yeah just a little niggle you know i'm some i'm pretty sure it's um some medial hamstring tendonitis but i've been babying it and i think we're fine yeah, I mean, if it only hurts a little in training, what could a marathon off of a hundred eighty k bike do, right? <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all with running. It hasn't altered my run training. Hasn't done anything with swimming. It's just biking. That's the only thing that that it's um that's bothered. But Nick, not Nick. Sorry, Jack. I mean, you messed up your knee too. Well, I I got like a knee bruise and missed one bike workout because of it, which. It's rare for me to miss an actual workout. It's like literally probably a couple a year. So um, I was like, oh, is it going to keep hurting? And then the next bike workout, it was totally fine. Felt good. So dodge boat there. I actually think I hurt my knee doing a Zwift race and hitting my knee off the handlebars too many times um, because I still ride on Zwift on my Ventum 1, which is a great bike, but when it comes to Zwift, it's the handlebar position and the just general position are not exactly ideal for like standing up and hammering. So, uh, I should probably throw the NS one on the trainer at some point. Uh, if I'm actually doing Zwift races, I think most, most athletes do ride the road bike, even if they're on a tri bike and Zwift. Yeah. Wait, you mean they ride the road bike on the actual trainer? Yeah, no, I think that is probably better, but I just like keeping it specific and, doing a bunch of arrow but definitely could throw on the roadie on there every once in a while but yeah it's like the quintessential jackson injury he's like oh it was kind of bugging me and it bugged me for this workout so i didn't do the whole workout or i didn't do the workout and now it's totally fine he's like you know my knee oh oh it broke my elbow and i'm just not gonna swim today and it'll be fine oh it broke my shoulder <laughs> and uh, that was a little gonna... <laughs> longer that one I, I literally did only not swim for like a month though yeah a month's a long time but i don't know how many little things you've had that you've just been like i just missed one thing and then it's fine went away be all right yeah definitely a lot 
So Man. wait, what's going on here? We're talking about races. We're all doing it. Nick had a busy day, so he's the most angry of everyone. So Nick, you go first. Cabo, this Cabo, we're going down RTS, big RTS house. Gonna be good times. I'm just basically going down there to be a content slave. I've just kind of relegated myself to whatever the race is for me. It is for me because that trip to Neom, Saudi Arabia really fucked me up pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, you go into Saudi Arabia, like no matter what, that's going to be tough with time change. Was um, it? It was 11 hours ahead, so almost the exact schedule at home but the opposite and then uh it was mainly just the travel time because it was a you know a six hour flight a seven hour flight and then two or three hours of dwell time actually about four or five hours of dwell time in brussels and then another five and a half hour flight and then a long bus ride so i left my house tuesday morning and i didn't get to saudi arabia till thursday at 1 a.m so it was a bit of a rip on travel um a lot of sitting uh, I didn't feel too bad there. I swam almost every day. I ran here and there, but no biking. And then just coming home, I just felt this whole, what day is it today? Today's Monday. Last week, I just felt pretty crap. Had one, two good workouts and putting her together now. I think, uh, I think I'll be competitive-ish um, to at least be there for most of the race. So that's all, that's going to be good for me. All right. Well, like I said, we go with the most pessimistic view first, and that qualifies of that. But give me a fun team race. We got lots of people there. Um, Doobie, Nicholas, myself, Leslie, and Nicole. Is that correct? Yeah. Not missing yeah. anyone? And so Flocka. Five of us. Oh, and Flocka from our uh, age group celebrity squad. Yeah. So that'll be fun. She's always, she's always, she does pretty much all the Latin American races and pretty much is the most famous person at the race by far, including all the pros, I would say. Yeah. She gets the most phone shoved in her face at all times. Yeah. But she loves those races because obviously Spanish speaking countries, it's uh feels like a bit more of a at home type vibe for her. So that'll be fun. Um, but Cabo, as far as Mexico races go pretty competitive, I would say in terms of the start list, uh, bet, but men and women, um, uh, we got Jason West, one of the top four in the world right now, I think. And he's, he's apparently going, he's said he's going as of, you know, five days, six days for the race. I don't think Trevor Foley's going to go. Um, just guessing based off of his social media. Um, but then you got the Mexican hero, Thomas Rodriguez Hernandez, uh, myself, we got Mark Dubrick, Fernando Tolley, Robbie Decker, Nick Chase, Eric Lagerstrom. Uh, and a pretty decent list of 25 dudes or so. So pace is going to be hot. How do you guys think she's going to play out in terms of tactics at the old Las Cabos? Uh, I think you're going to get away on the bike and have about a four minute lead by the end of it and then run for the wind. And the rest of us, if, if I can just catch Mark and sit in that group, Mark's in, I'll be stoked and then uh, see what happens and then just, hope all the drafters just uh have a great old time and wave at them as they run by me those fucking losers <laughs> so you think four minutes yeah i i i definitely think i'm gonna need to be aggressive on the bike and with jason west you kind of want at least four minutes maybe five because he's probably still gonna run a 109 even though it'll be 80 degrees so you've been yeah. doing heat prep 
Me? Yeah, I've been doing sauna a lot um, and a couple hot tubs too. So I haven't done any active heat prep. So that could be a bit of a shock, but meh, I should be all right. I've done, I've done the active heat prep and I don't feel like it's as beneficial as passive. Passive just like is mentally better. Active, it, it doesn't do anything but fuck you in the head and then you feel worse. Well, it's so draining because you're supposed to do it for like an hour and it's like, it's just too much in terms of total stress, I think. So it's really easy to just do it and then be freaking tired by the time you get to the race. But yeah, I agree with that. I think the passive is going to be good. And uh, yeah, if I can have a really solid bike and then get off the bike with a good lead, then we'll see. Uh, but I mean, Jason West is obviously one of the very best and his bike has also gotten a lot better. So I'm not taking anything for granted. That is for sure. Um, we also got Paula Finley, Jackie Herring, Leslie Smith, of course, our girl, Nicole, um, Alicia Hill, Sarah Perez, Sala, Grace Alexander. So pretty strong women's list as well. And actually pretty, pretty long list. Um, I don't know what that looks like about 20. So pretty solid, almost as many as the men's field. Um, yeah, definitely stronger than last year's field on both sides. So it's interesting. Like Garrick said, everyone's trying to race into November, December now. So um, people chasing points, I think. There's still some uncertainty with the schedule next year. And everyone's trying to position themselves to where they're going to have the best options, whether they want to do PTO races or the Ironman series or whatever. The higher you rank, the more choice you have. It's just a big old clustery, nougaty candy bar worth of fucked if you ask me i don't know why all this shit's so hard to predict and make sure that you're peaking i mean it's like one continuous smash if you want we want to keep the season going you can go to australia and you can race there and not even take an off season that's what i might even do because why not i got nothing else to live for except for this sport and driving myself into the well and making sure that <laughs> i'm as <laughs> present and accounted for at every race possible. That's my goal. I, I think it's Nick it's at the crazy. end of the fucking yeah. shitty day is my favorite <laughs> Nick for the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, look, but Nick, you bring, you bring up a good point, man. The North American Racing Series now goes from March all the way to December. No, it goes and... from March, March to March. Yeah, okay. No, no. The like rest of the races. Around. No, but there's no, there's no North American racing in like, um january february right no you're right i think the first one probably is going to be oceanside well the, this Campeche. year was Clash miami Campe Clash oh, yeah. oh camp pitchy yeah i've uh apparently clash is going to be re releasing some something big about miami i don't know what yet um i haven't even been told but i've just been told it could be big so it could be something fun and new format wise for pro athletes which i hope that'd be i mean we need to see something different if it's going to be a continuous sport, what you just can't watch the long form broadcasts and actually be entertained anymore. You got to like throw some fire and bitch laps along the course or something to keep it entertaining. Yeah. Something just like oh. randomly give some guys just randomly hit somebody on, with your car on the bike. Do oh yeah. The they, full... they do that half the time. <laughs> that happens yeah. in most 7.3. I was going to say mo most Ironman races that does happen. Um, oh, but anyways, I don't know why we're talking about some 25k race in fucking Mexico when yeah, we're well, getting it out of the way for the, the main biggest, event. the biggest race of the year is happening in Florida. Yeah. 
this weekend. Who's there? Load this. Fucking everyone is there. Wait, We've everyone's got... on the start list. Who's that? who do you think's gonna actually show up? I, I think they're pretty much all gonna show up. When I was doing some uh Instagram stalking, I had a good 10 minutes before the podcast. It looks like they're mostly all going. So Ooh. you got Oh. Yeah, at least in the men's field. I didn't really check the women's field, but in the men's field, you got Ditlev, Chevreau, Von Berg, Gipper, Barnaby, Mark, Markhart, Porso, Stepniak, Hogan, Haug, Hansen, Werf. Um, what? This is like a Benson. European roster. Yeah. Benson, Dreitz. Yeah. yeah. Stojanov, no, Novik, Dreitz, freaking Richard Varga is going to be there. My God. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's really competitive. Um, I really hope. Wait, I thought Skipper was doing this one. He did yeah, say he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Just He'll have see. probably a couple more bottles mounted to his bike at some point during. Probably on his front fork. I think he'll have some <laughs> yeah. bottles. Wait a minute. I literally don't see his name on here. He's. If you go on the PTO website, he's the fourth guy. Because on the Ironman start list, it goes Ditlev, Vonberg, Chevreau, Barnaby, Marquardt. No Skipper, and number three is not present. Uh-oh. list anymore maybe pulled out which is well, weird because i was just talking to him but in any case it's a freaking banger yeah. of a field interesting either way to see Dude, the fifth, women's the field fifth rank too. guy the fifth guy on this start list is ranked 21st that's how crazy this is um but on the women's fields so we got monch india lee uh, jocelyn mccauley um Pironi, the italian girl uh, Alberts, Brandon, McBride, Annette, Kessler, and that's pretty much it. it looks like Ruth Assel pulled out. This hmm. is just quintessential. Everyone who you know didn't auto get their Kona cherry popped that they want to go back and get her. Like, I don't know. Just want to go to Kona, so they just <laughs> want to get done early. Yeah, this is everyone who's like, well, I have some fitness left over. Let's go see if we can get a. Kona slot so Mark. anyways I'm freaking excited to race this um I had not that I've been training that much but I think you know oh don't even fun. start laying <laughs> excuses you better be a podium candidate or don't even show up yeah if you don't beat Ditlev then you're fucking off the team bud this is well, like I'll, let's just say I'll definitely outbike Ditlev <laughs> <laughs> this is like the typical triathlon mentality like everybody's post-race report if they didn't finish on the podium really disappointed fourth place piece of shit i should probably should retire i had the worst stomach issues my wife was just super disappointed in me she's probably gonna leave me like, are you reading that- my uh race report from los cabos <laughs> last year <laughs> <laughs> like that's not- that's lionel every time he loses a race he's like oh i, I lost no this interest race. in this i finished second i'm such a shit triathlete i need to retire now <laughs> It's like such a tough mindset we all put on ourselves. And I was just watching Formula One and this whole season and Kevin Magnuson has not finished in the points or been relatively close to anything successful, finishing near last. And he still gets paid hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. Maybe not hundreds of millions, but millions of dollars. So it's all right to not win and still be successful, I think. We just got to remember like that. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think you can really only expect to get out what you put in. Right. And like, if you only, if you're only at a certain fitness level, if you only done so much, like you can't,
be mad at yourself for finishing 20th or something. And, you know, but if you had, if you paced it right and you had a good day, like, why are you mad? You know, as long as you win at least one race a year, you can't retire. Yeah. Although Lionel, man, I think it's time for him to retire. He finished second and third at a couple races. And I think his career is over. Yeah. 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 One year removed from finishing second at the Ironman World Champs. Yeah. He's like missing out on such a massive opportunity. He could be like 50 or 60 years old, still racing professionally and just set the standard to a new level. He's got that opportunity going for him. He's going to squander it. Wendy, do you think he is going to retire pretty soon? I don't know. No. Once you have once you have kids, I think things really change. I mean, I'm ready to retire right now, but I just can't. I can <laughs> tell. It sounded like you want to right now. <laughs> no, I um, I really, I think going to this race with all you all is going to rejuvenate my love for the bullshit I put myself through every single day. <laughs> well, the race is I a could... fun part, man. Like you've been doing all the not fun parts for the last bit. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out how much I can afford to pay everybody out of my own pocket. When you yeah, when you're just not racing, I find that you get like kind of depressed and you're like, "Man, this sucks. I hate this sport. I just want to retire." But it's cuz you're not doing the fun stuff. You're just doing all the hard shit. No, I've never been there yet, but anyways, Garrick, anyways, I I'm think my butt yeah, I think my body's ready to retire, but my mind is like very far from I it. I think your body was never really wanting to start. <laughs> I think your I think your hairline is really retired. Oh <laughs> that's brutal. Eric's got like hip genetic issues. Hey, that, like that's just... right. Nick, Jack and I have been talking about how our knees are bugging us, but Nick doesn't have any issues because he got two um knees replaced. So <laughs> yeah, like like the uh, Lieutenant Dan, new legs, like the space shuttle. Speaking of hairlines, guys, here's a hack for you. You go to a really good barber, and they'll make your hair that's like near the edges of your hairline a little bit longer, and it's like you can't even tell, and it looks like your hairline is a lot better. Wait, let's see what, you, what you're working with. Lift her up. Let me get the bangs. Oh, yours isn't bad. You're good. No, I'm pretty far back there, but yeah, no, but you got to get a barber that knows what they're doing. Sometimes they'll just attack your hairline. They'll just go like and cut it down to nothing. And then it'll, you, you're just really stressed for about two months straight. You've got like a legit curated manscaped beard right now. Normally it's just <laughs> scraggly and it looks like you edged it out. Did you edge it? What do you mean edge it? I like you got rid of the little like, scragglers up here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you took a, like a, a fine edge to it and got like a crisp di- distinction of skin to hair. Yeah. I mean, I shaved it properly. You look like a baseball old neck beard off too. <laughs> you should take black boot shine and put it in your mustache for the race. <laughs> should I hey, just do a mustache? Should we show up to this pro brief in Cabo with like sports coats on and like pants like that look like you're in suits that would be sick however it'll be like the sweatiest thing in the entire world if we do that because it's so hot and they always are like the briefings at 1 p.m in the sun in the middle of the place and there's no shade yeah you're right fair enough (laughs) but we should do that sometime yeah we can do that saint george i think it'll be easier since we'll have a home base here with more shit to not have to travel around with 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. That was Ben had that. Ben and Garrett came up with that idea, I think, in like 2017 or 16, and we just never did it. It's going to be worth yeah. it. I always thought it was cool. Like, if we want to make the sport professional, we should be yeah. like every other sport and dress up and show up with uh, professional clothing. We could definitely do it for Montremont because I got plenty of nice ish and suits it's, and stuff. Yeah, I'll wear yours. Yeah, that'll work. Um, anyways guys because i want to be able to share this with um the iron man florida facebook page let's talk about predictions for like two seconds here yeah make a prediction of what you think is going to happen uh, all right somebody go no i'm I going think... first i'm going first i'm doing it. i'm taking it uh ditlev is just gonna ram everybody on the bike and it's gonna be see you later boys and then there's gonna be a bunch of dudes in a group in like second to sixth and they're going to really battle it. But I think Ditlev's going to get about seven to 10 minutes on the bike. And then he's probably just going to run 240 low and just hold everybody off. That's my men's race prediction. I think uh, Rudy Von Berg is going to win just because Sam Laidlow is going to be hiding in the bushes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to run for his life, I think, on the marathon because Sam's going to probably try to kill him. Well, you know who's there is Arthur Horso, who's uh, been tangled up a little bit in this whole mess as well. Wait, how? Well, he's Laidlow's training partner, right? Or was. Oh. Yeah. Has he thrown shade or has he been uh, kind? Well, he's just also been accused, I think. Uh, is Well, Garrick will know the gossip better than me. Well, let's Oh, get- yeah, because it was on the French part, right? All right, but my prediction is... Um, Arthur Horso has this just incredible performance that we saw uh, that came out of nowhere, and um, he sticks it to Magnus on the bike. <laughs> oh man, how much do we think there's going to be a moto toe? Let's just go ahead and speculate already. Uh, oh, for know. sure. Yeah. Wait, well, we uh-huh. did Panama City Beach. It was uh, whatever it was, Gulf Coast. It was also a televised race. And I feel like the car was like super far ahead for that one. Yeah, that was a pretty legit yep. non non disruptive situation. I I agree because the yeah. roads are so wide and like <clears throat> there's like no turns, and they just stayed way ahead. But because once I think we caught the a, leaders, I think there's gonna be a main bike pack, and the the all the uh, motos will be around that main pack. Yeah. There. Um, I think Sky's gonna win for the women. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she'll do her normal, super consistent, solid day across. Although, you know who's freaking had a great race in Kona is Jocelyn McCauley. No she doubt. Was, 11th? Was she 10th or 11th? Like, oh, I think she, she was 10th. I'm sorry. Like, she's just, like, really a grinder, for sure. And I wouldn't be totally shocked if she can give Sky a good push because she's really strong on the swim bike, probably equal, maybe even stronger at times than Sky. so um we'll, well see she's a, she is on a ventum which makes her way cooler in all of our books yeah 100 percent. so so the ventum power i think we're gonna we'll see a probably yeah. pretty solid battle think, with those two i think india lee is gonna surprise a lot of people too this is her first full yeah oh, her second full this will be a second full so i think she's gonna surprise a lot of people she is really strong and she came like 10th at worlds last year or something like that with a penalty and didn't even complain about it. So that was crazy. Yeah. 
Doesn't it feel like nothing has happened in the last few months and now everything is happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Kona happened and that was like a nice, like, oh, hey, this is awesome. It's fun to watch. But until then, like, I didn't really watch the men's race at Nice, so I didn't really get all amped up about that. Hasn't been any other PTO races because they're just, they don't exist. And it's just been like everyone's had a little bit of a lull. And that's why I think everyone's been horny and getting ready to sign up and smash all these last season races. Yeah. Well, they, Ironman always does that, right? They want to not take attention away from Kona. So they pretty much like peter out their schedule a little bit. There has been quite a few races in Europe going on. Um, there was that crazy sprint finish between Mika Newt and uh, who was it? Um, Marquardt. Marquardt, Matthew Marquardt. Yeah. Which was crazy. And Mika Newt literally face planted right before the line. Um, which was, it looks like he. I know what he tripped. No, it was, it was, it was, um, Mar- no, it was Mar- Magrier. Mar- Magrier. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, two. Can't, can't even All right. Not Mark. That finish was crazy because Mag- Magrier was chasing down Mika Newt and he literally caught him like at the line, like two steps before the line. And everyone, everyone like, said like oh Mika Newt tripped but like what happened was his legs just failed like he was he literally used up everything he had and he couldn't take another stride that's what I got out of that because he was just trying to hold him off so hard and he just like, remember those steam. you remember those memes that were like two videos of people like running and all of a sudden there's like a a shot in the background like a noise like a sniper rifle and then the person collapses I feel like <laughs> yeah I feel like that's a good opportunity for like a snipe snipe uh meme i think that's gonna have to happen yeah he oh man that was that was a crazy finish for but sure yeah good job i mean I, i'm really glad to see mika newt back up there and fighting he's he's such a young stud he's got a great talented future ahead of him so the fact he's there again after having some a little bit of a downswing is awesome yeah he came back pretty strong after injuries ton of illnesses so i mean he beat me so it's kind of nice to actually when someone beats you in the race you kind of want them to beat everyone else so you can be like well i mean i could have beat those other guys but (laughs) yeah um, but no he's he's pretty dialed that's for sure what's what's been happening with backyard he's like a guy i thought was gonna like take Jan ferdino's shoes and put them right on and follow in his footsteps what happened to that boy I think he's been plagued with injuries, man. That's what I gathered. Like last year he raced kind of injured a lot. And uh, yeah, what's he been doing this year? I don't, I don't know. He's even raced. He's, he's got he's some too, of the best, best content out there. Yeah. Is, I was going to say he's too focused on his YouTube. Yeah. Well, um, Justin Metzler put a post up, I think about, you know, I was thinking about firing the YouTube channel back up. What do you guys think? And uh, I think it was Morgan Colville Pearson just, texted in the old comments why do you why do you compete or question mark i was like <laughs> that's so harsh man morgan's oh, like i i don't I, know i feel like that might have been misinterpreted and he might have been like that's what he wants out of a video like what motivates him to compete you know what i mean uh maybe that's what it was. And all i can say for sure is morgan's very like on the on the nose sarcastic so i kind of could could have gone both ways but i'm sure he wouldn't have negged him that hard yeah Oh, that's yeah. Tough. No, I think whatever makes it really bad. That's what he said. 
and we should run with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should, we should just say that that was a fact for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, before we, uh, get too far off the, the quick tangent, the, the Sam Laidlow stuff just kind of came out of left field. And, uh, um, I don't really know if I read enough to really be super educated on it besides Rudy Von Berg's dad, maybe out submitting allegations to, you know, Dobie control and having put Sam under investigation. Is that pretty much what's going on here? Is that just, you know, you can just put someone's name up for inspection these days. I, we don't really know. Well, I mean, Rudy's Bomberg senior claims to have submitted some kind of, some kind of evidence, whether it be damning or not, we don't really know because it wasn't specified, but he was just, you know, submitting it privately to the, um, what is it called? The International Testing Authority. Yeah. And apparently somehow Sam Laidlow got the weird part to me is that Sam Laidlow found that out. So I don't know whether Rudy Von Berg Sr. sort of told people that he had done that and like were well, around. So it was an email that got for that got forwarded that wasn't supposed to get forwarded to um I guess an associate of Sam Laidlow and they shared it with Sam. So it was a leak. Yeah, the crazy part to me is how does like how does that information get back to the athlete being investigated? Like that is that not like a huge, huge problem? Like if someone's being investigated, they you know part of ideally part of catching someone is maybe that they don't know they're being investigated. So like I think that's like the definition of investigation is like it's secret. Yeah, I mean, at least maybe a first or whatever. I don't know. But either way. Well, and not was... only that, like the the investigations, even when an athlete finds out that they've been investigated or have to be investigated, like if they're found not guilty, that stuff gets sealed and like it never comes out. So <clears throat> even if he is under investigation, if he would like he found out, I don't know why he's shared this to the world. No one knew about this prior to that. Yeah, that's right? a weird thing is like, this has to be like the most unprofessional way to handle this situation that you possibly could have done. And um, the weird thing know. is to me is like, he just brought up all these weird things of like people who'd accused him sort of like off offhand privately that nobody would have known about. And they're just like, it's kind of weird to me that he brought that all to light. Like you said, like nobody would have known. I'm sure this has happened with so many of the top athletes over the years and like just either been found not guilty or whatever, not enough evidence. And then nobody finds out about it. And that's kind of how it should be, because if you're not found to be guilty, then it shouldn't your name shouldn't be tarnished because of something you didn't do or at least that's, that you can prove that you did. Well, that's that's honestly like a big topic of discussion for just like our culture in general, like innocent until proven guilty is kind of gone like if the second your name is brought up in any allegation you're like no nope, canceled gone even if you like six months later you're like guys i didn't actually do that everyone's like yeah sure you didn't yeah it's so now we've been believing this whole time so guess what we're still gonna believe it no matter what so it's kind of sucks like i feel for them if it's false and you know, if it is false, that does suck. But man, if it's true, then you guess, I mean, you look like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if it's false, then he's tarnished his own name by bringing this up when no one would have known about it. 
But if it's true, he just looks like Lance Armstrong. Exactly. He just looks like a dick. I mean, yeah. if if it ends up being sort of disproven and his name is cleared, um, you know, maybe maybe it'll end up being, oh, looks like Sam was right. But I think there's still always going to be a lot of people who are like, well, yeah, like it's almost like he brought it up to to clear his name uh, because, you know, some people will think he's guilty no matter what. Like some people, like Nick said, because once you're accused of something, as soon as that's heard, a lot of people just believe it. And so, I don't know. I just never know what to freaking believe on any of this stuff. I just, so I just like, okay, well, I guess no idea. Just wait for the investigation and see what happens there. Yeah. And, and even then, it's like someone could pay someone to say something and do something. It's like the news is, it's just like any news. It is as, as much as you believe it is all that matters. And if you don't choose to even care about the news and just do your own thing, then life goes on and you're less stressed out and you don't give a shit. Because we can't make a difference anyways we're not privy to investigation you know outcomes or how it looks or the optics all we're just is getting fed information which could be misinformation it's the same thing i think which is why um i'm not in any any ways like i'm i'm kind of neutral with the michael weiss situation in terms of you know, i don't think he was ever legitimately found in a situation that you know other than his name being on a list which could have been a fabricated list and he could have been destroyed or he could have been on that list legitimately i just i'll never know the information or the facts so it's tough but that's just one of those things he's <laughs> that guy's reputation is ruined and it always has been ever since then so it just sucks that you know we'll never know maybe yeah yeah i agree yeah. it's it's tough like i've always felt similar about that situation where it's kind of how you know it is possible for people to sort of throw in a scapegoat situation and be like, oh, well, we put this guy's name on there and he'll take the blame. And you just, there's so many moving pieces to these things that you don't even know what to believe. But oh, like Nick said, you just try to not think about it and uh, go ahead with your own, your own training and your own, just trying to get better and see how many dopers you can beat. Cause there's some out there, but we just don't know who they are. So, you know, yeah. Um, I, I oh, could say, for sure. I can say for sure being around like all the super league cats, like especially being around Blumenfeld a lot more, like so much respect for that whole protocol and the life of scrutiny they've been under over the years. Like I just have never seen somebody so committed to absolute performance dominance and winning everything in terms of just having the strongest mind I've ever seen. I'm just seeing him in person at super league has put a new light on, I'm a Blumenfeld fan now. Never really was around him much, but I think he's awesome. So anyways, just to prove your point, like you're subjected to seeing these things in person. It changes your opinion. I've never trained around Sam Laidlow or Weiss or anything like that. So my opinion is pretty much just bullshit anyways, because it's all based on what I've heard and maybe just seen in results, which who knows? Who knows? That's the bottom yeah. line. It's too easy to vilify someone that you've never met, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people Especially think I'm an asshole. You. People think I'm a bit of a dummy prick American butthole sometimes. And then they meet me and they talk to me like, and they're like, oh, he's pretty much a nice guy. He cares about the sport and people and he just does his thing. And I just made my mind up and I feel bad. Well, Super League is painting you that way a little bit with the old rivalries and you got to be America. Team America. It's so cringy, man. I hate like once they put that one out that was like, 
I'm doing this for future triathlon, the future of our sport. I was like, guys, this is the most cringe I've ever seen. And a couple of the guys were like, yeah, we know it was a good concept. <laughs> it was a great, great concept. And it was taken from like rugby, which is way more passionate in like these big, huge, massive dudes just crying. Like I'm doing this for my mom. Like it was like inspired <laughs> by that. And this was just like, I'm doing this for America. Like, come on guys. <laughs> Tell me some yeah. slack. But all in all, the Super League's been pretty sick. How have you enjoyed it aside from being totally aft by travel? I got it. It's rejuvenated my absolute desire to, to love the sport even more. And not, I, and, Short course racing doesn't get any credit in North America. It's very strong in Europe to the point where it's on Eurovision or not Eurovision, but uh, Eurosport. And there's tons of love, like thousands of spectators come out, tens of thousands of spectators come out. And then you talk to the VP of marketing at SRAM and they're like, what's Super League? And it's just really disappointing that, in, in my opinion, Ironman has killed short course racing in the USA. So I think that's the problem. And I can tell you for sure, Super League's trying to have a resurgence of triathlon, you know, Olympic distance triathlons that are going to be prestigious and worth it. Because I think athletes are getting burnt out by putting in 10 to 15 hour weeks just so they can show up and get their race canceled because of a wildfire, some bullshit flooding, a protest, or Garrick just like gets pissed off and starts throwing everyone's shit around transition. (laughs) But anyways, just to be very clear, I think that the broadcast availability and the growth of this sport is heavily weighted towards our backing of Super League because it tells a great story and we can carry these athletes and their stories over to long course. And that's even better. Like, and there's just gotta be more content. So I think that's why Super League has such traction. I like it. I agree. Well, I think it needs you're... to be bigger in North America. People don't know about anything but Iron Man and Super yeah, League. what's Super League? Well, they're changing the name next year. I won't tell you what it is, so they can have the the fire. But they're changing the name, um, and I think it's a valid thing because Super League is also the name of a couple other major leagues. Um, you know, I think football. Um, so, and even a racing race car series. So, I think it's gonna it's gonna turn into something even bigger. And I think. The RTS involvement is going to increase. Um, we're trying like hell to make sure we purchase a franchise and and use this leverage to not only help development of youth athletes to Olympic hopefuls towards the 2028 Olympics, but then carry them over into our RTS long form racing team, which you guys have been taking advantage of very, you know, candidly over your last few years to make sure it's helped support your career. So that's the goal, man. Like I was so pissed off when I started this sport. It's like, oh, you've got your pro license. You're 24 years old. You haven't done shit all besides just get your pro license and now go race Jan Ferdino at Oceanside and just feel what that's <laughs> all about and just get your ass kicked handedly for years. And there's no development stage to kind of jump the gap. I wanted to fix that. And I think that's what we're doing. Uh, man, I think it's really awesome that two years ago, I wanted to talk about Super League on this podcast and you were like, what the hell is that? Like, I don't, I don't freaking That's watch true. any short course That's stuff. That's true. I remember now, this. And now you're like totally converted, and you're like, I love this stuff. This is awesome. And I gotta, it kind of just shows, just shows like the power of what just fun and exciting racing can do. Yeah, 
It is very fun and exciting. And it's like WWE and Formula One and riding your bike. It's crazy. Um, I think that I think we should just do some simulations of it because it is like ridiculously hard. A lot, a lot of these long course athletes show up now and they're like, yeah, I think I, I want to come on your team. Yeah, put me in. A, and then you just get Ben Knuke gets shit out in the first round. Can't even. And he's like a Super League OG. It was crazy to see that happen in Malibu. And I don't know. We've got Ben Canute got cranked out. Eh? Holy. It's getting I, the levels getting crazy. I think it is just and when you've got Berger, like once Leo Berger comes over full time, the long course, like it's going to be unreal. I can't believe what that guy does on the bike. Um, him, Hayden Wild, um, Matty Hauser, uh, Taylor Reed. There's just such good talent on the men's side that we're lacking as American athletes. So that's what we need to fix. We need some strong Canadian boys. We're going to try to get Mistle Chuck on our team next year. Ooh. That'd be sick. <laughs> North American yeah. team. We're not going to be fully American anymore, which is going to be really nice. Yeah, it gives you a few more options anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, that's Super League. What um, so what are you guys looking forward to this offseason? Because it's got we gotta have one. And uh we actually kind of have a mid-offseason taste of it at Garrick's wedding, right? Garrick's wedding, let's go. Yeah. Get married. I'm excited, uh, not so much for the wedding, but for the honeymoon after. We're taking a cruise from Lisbon, Portugal to Miami. It's like an 11-day oh, cruise. Oh, shit. Yeah, transatlantic. Ocean. Yeah. So Garrick's offseason is impending. That's awesome. Are you going through the Bermuda Triangle? I would, yeah. Yes, we are. That's going wow. to be weird. I think people get stuff done to them in the triangle. <laughs> Well, that's what honeymoons are for. I like you. Your cruise ship, so you're gonna catch COVID via version sixty-seven. Probably version sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what honeymoons are for. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be good. We're we still got a couple more races, but I'm just looking forward to freaking after December races, chilling, not doing any training for a couple of weeks couple beers coffee every morning just relaxing december's a time where nobody wants to train in canada anyway so it's like perfect timing and then it's not too long before the next excursion to mexico for rts camp oh yeah we should That's mention a that big one that yeah so this unit every age group athlete ever is invited to come out to our camp doesn't matter your affiliation even if you like ttl you can still come hang out with us <laughs> We like you the same i know they've got like a strong patronage and just want to break the barriers down and have some cross-pollination the 17th to the 24th of january we've got early bird pricing on realtrysquad.com under the endure all coaching tab so you can see our camp you're gonna have you're gonna be tired of winter you're gonna be pissed you're gonna be depressed and come january you're gonna be like oh wait i got a camp and i go train with jackson nick Tamara, Garrett, Leslie, Nicole, Lisa, Flocka, Mark. Mark. Yeah, eight eight of us. So it's going to be great. Lessons. Jackson will tell you how to increase your watts by at least three F three points. Um, you know, no big Guaranteed. deal. Guaranteed three watt increase from the camp. Garrick's going to talk about hip surgery and why uh, everyone should get one. It, it's a write off. Yeah, that seems <laughs> to be my thing now. So. Uh, <laughs> 
but yeah, so we'll have, you can sign up or get more information from our website um, or just join our Patreon, which will be in the show notes and then we'll punt funnel um, more stuff there. Also, we've got a really good solid, really committed deal from Ventum on their gravel bikes and NS1 for SRAM Red group sets and GRX group sets. So if you want to really save money on a Ventum NS1 or GS1, you got to sign up for our newsletter on our website and you will get that promotion in your email and you can buy a bike through the end of the year and save thousands of dollars, probably just speculating, but I know actually it is, it's a lot of money. So that'll be only offered through us for now. And then maybe on like a black Friday thing for a couple of days, but we got the exclusive. Excellent. Nice. Yes. We need people to come to camp. It's a little late notice. However, it's early bird by our standards, so you're still getting the early bird pricing. So jump on it now. Yeah, I think until one December, you'll get to save three or four hundred bucks. Um, and it's really pretty inexpensive if you do the dual occupancy. If you can split it down the middle, all inclusive hotel. Some and it's like absolute high end rest, restaurant quality food, lap pool on site. It's one of the best resorts you can get to on Cozumel at the Westin. So we made sure we're taking good care of you. And uh, we'll have a flex off before camp's over to make sure the most flexing dominant male species is crowned victorious. Well, we know Nick's going to win that one, but we should nah. do a beer mile or something. We should do something at the end. That's crazy. a cerveza like, mile. Yes. That Cerveza is a mile. The same thing. Or margarita, margarita mile. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh that'd be God. Good. I'll do a mar- Four margaritas. That'd be way easier than a beer mile with all the carbonation. And, and it, uh, the amount of ice and coldness, though, and salt. You got to lick the rim. Dude, the brain freeze? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. Uh, well, well, I think that pretty much ices the cake here, boys. Yeah, yep. I think, think I'm going to get in trouble for a few comments I made during this podcast, but I guess uh, I claim <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Get, get in trouble in trouble by one subscribe by two all right that's fine all right boys yeah. so uh yeah until next time peace peace piss off oh. <laughs> all right boys i got each to do flying through the sky in my parachute dancing on the couch like i'm tommy cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through